Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome. Please welcome joining me and Theo Delaney. Uh, for those of you at home, you've just missed the wonderful video montage. 315 appearances between 1999 and 2012, scoring 15 goals and still the hold of the fastest goal in the Premier League and the last Tottenham captain to lift a major trophy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Mr. Ledley King. Go now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank, thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Listen, you're well, going to make me cry, guys. Stop it. You're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we kick off, uh, everyone here at home, just a very quickly, uh, quick mention for our sponsor for the show, FanDuel. It's a one-day fantasy football team, selected team of Premier League players for single round of games. Sign up. It's like fantasy football, but you're not locked in for the whole season. Play the £5 fan favourite. And we've got an offer for you. Deposit £10, play with 30. Sign up today, make a deposit of £10, and FanDuel will give you an extra £20 free credit to play with. You'll get £5 free credit in your account to use each week. It's the perfect chance to prove your managerial prowess and win big. Use promo code SPURSHOW when signing up to claim your offer. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, those of you listening at home, it's wonderful to have Ledley with us. Uh, Ledley, we've got a few questions for you this evening. Um, you were last here on this stage. First, before we say that, you know you're now the only non-musician ever <laughs> to have that photo up at the 100 Club. Did you know that? No, no I didn't know. There's no, a picture... No. Yeah, yeah. On your way out, but there's a, there's a picture. Your picture's over there by the bar. This club opened in 1942. Wow. And it's never... You see, there's lots of iconic pictures yeah, yeah, of all the great... It's amazing. It's never had a picture of a non-musician yeah, apart amazing. from you. Feel, feel the owner's a big Spurs fan. Well, Thank you. Thank we'll you. Just, <laughs> we'll just put it up there without them knowing it. Good old Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Horton. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Ledley, the last time you were here was December 2012. And uh, you just hung up your boots. Um... What's the last four years been been like for you adjusting to your new life off the pitch? You can try and talk us through yeah, that. I mean, t- 2012, time flies, don't it? You know, that's, the first, that's my first thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I've just got, been getting more used to my role as, as an ambassador. Uh, you know, I think when any, any player retires, uh, you know, that unknown, that little bit of unknown, they're not sure about what they're going into, uh, can be a bit of a worrying time, but I was, I was fortunate that the club, club offered me the role as an ambassador. Uh, you know, but I still wasn't sure what I was going to be doing, you know, at that point. So, uh, you know, I think for the for the last four four or five years, I've just kind of been uh, growing growing in that role. You know, learning about learning about myself off the pitch a little bit more. Uh, you know, I think when you have played football from such a young age, you know, and, and everything's been kind of geared and directed to being a footballer, uh, you know, you kind of miss out a little bit and neglect certain things and you know I think now you know uh, I'm able to kind of look at the bigger picture now I'm not playing anymore and, <clears throat> and kind of try and evolve as a, as a kind of adult and a, and a human really so you know these are all parts of uh, a learning curve now that you know that players probably deal with a little bit later than other people but uh, you know I'm enjoying that and what, what aspects of this new role do you enjoy what kind of things do you do that make you sort of feel wow this, 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 this really means something well we just come I just come from a from an event earlier today and uh, you know that, that's an event called Kicks and you know we set up 10 years ago the, the Premier League along with the club and and uh, you know just seeing young people kind of you know who have had a difficult difficult upbringing a difficult start and and giving them an opportunity to to, to, to just uh, you know just play really just engage with other young people and and you know we would say not all of them are going to make it through f- as a footballer but given that, that opportunity through football we're able to, to to kind of direct them into different paths and, and we've seen a lot of people do really well so uh, you know that's something I enjoy so that's all I mean Spurs do a lot of work in the community that people don't necessarily know about that's right isn't it I mean the Tottenham Foundation is a fantastic uh, charity isn't it yeah it is you know and you know I will say as players uh, you know it's something that we've always we've always had you know been had to commit to yeah uh, you know, Delhi was there today. Delhi played yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the game on Wednesday, but he still was here. Uh, he was still he was still there today, and you know that's the kind of uh, you know the club they put a lot of emphasis on on yeah. players going out in the community and giving back, and and uh, you know it, it makes it easier. And now that I'm I'm retired, it's something that I've been doing for for, for years as a yeah. player as well. So you know, it yeah. makes it easy. Yeah, and it makes you proud as a fan. We've got lots to be proud of anyway, but that stuff I think is is extra stuff to be proud of. Yeah, it's great. You know, we, we as I say, we realise our importance uh, as a football club within the community. Yeah, and uh, you know, we try our best to to make sure that we help. What's okay. it like actually when you go? You know, a game was sort of sort of cosseted being here. When you sort of go abroad and meet like various Tottenham supporters clubs around the world, yeah. what, what's that like? Because, you yeah, know, it's, you crazy, sort of... it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. I mean, you know, as a player, you don't always get to 
to really see the fans on that on that level that, I, that I'm able to, to see them on now I've stopped playing you know you're often quite quite guarded as a player uh, you know you kind of you come off the coach and you, you, you're pushed into the hotel or this or that so you don't really get to, to really engage with the fans so now you know, I'm able to to kind of engage with them, and when I when I go away, they you know they're just as crazy as you guys here. So, uh, <laughs> so that so, reminds so, me. <laughs> so, that yeah, reminds no. me that Simon from Dallas Spurs. I had a drink with him last weekend. He said specifically to say hello and to okay. remember <laughs> him to you. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. So say hello to him if you. So to so back so to matters on the pitch. So four years ago, we were you know AVB was in charge, and we were third in the league. We finished that season with our, with our highest league points tally ever, but we came fifth, missed out in the Champions League. Mm. Four years on. So, we, we, you know, things were pretty good compared to where we'd come from and everything. We didn't know how it was going to go. We all know what happened to AVB, etc. But four years on, do you think we progressed as a team on the pitch? Yeah, I think so. I think that, uh, you know, if we look at the, the, the time when AVB was in charge, um, you know, it was, a, it was a funny period. We had a lot of players kind of come in and, and go in and we wasn't sh- quite sure... Where we, where we stood as a team, uh, you know, I think for the first time in a long time now we have a, a manager where we feel can take us forward for for a, for a long time, uh, and we have a group of players that are all the right age, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're hoping that we'll be together and play together for for years to come, and uh, you know everything's in the right place, it's a new stadium, and and you know getting in the Champions League now, you know having that first taste of it, I'm sure the players will be desperate to get back there again, and. And I just feel that everything's in the right place for the club to kick on. What was did it? you make of... Sorry, Mark. Sorry. I, was just, I thought, yeah. bring it, to bring it right up today, I was going to ask you what you made of the, yesterday's game. Yeah. Uh, obviously disappointing to lose, but you know, I thought the, the, the performance was, was okay. It was, lacked a little bit of cutting edge in the, in, in the final third. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the game, there wasn't much in, in, the, in the game at all. You know, it's just one moment of, of quality, I suppose, from, from Manchester United. Uh, was a difference between the two teams. But, you know, the good thing is we get a chance to play on Wednesday and, yeah. and, and, and put it right, try and yeah. put that right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're obviously still close to a lot of the current players. What, 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 what do they say working under Pochettino? What, what, you know, what kind of insights do they give you and you, when it comes to training and... I mean, I know a lot of them sign long-term contracts, which is obviously yeah, yeah. a good sign. Yeah. But what kind of things do they say to you about working with him? Well, to be honest, the, 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 out of the whole team, the, you know, there's not many players. Well, there's, yeah. I think there's two, two players I actually played with. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know them that, that, that well. Right. I obviously you know, bump into them here and there. But, uh, you know, uh, you know f- f- from the players that I have spoke to and, and what I gather is that... that you know, the f- first is the, the hard work. You know, he's, he he believes in hard work and, and discipline. Uh, you know, and I think that's what what was great. You know, I think we've needed a manager that kind of uh, has kind of brought this discipline amongst a group of players uh, and that work ethic. And you know, their talent will take care of itself, and, and that's what we've seen. Uh, you know, I've watched them train, and you know, I've seen how hard they work, and 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 the, and the manager, not just the manager, but you know, the, the rest of the staff, and. Uh, you know, that's that's something, as I say, that I think that the club have, have been needing someone who's kind of a task taskmaster, loves loves the hard work and the, and the work ethic, and that's kind of what what rubs rubs across on the players. So, uh, you do you know, think that maybe was lacking, maybe in your time under certain managers? In, in hindsight, I think I think he's a different he's a different type of manager, and I think that you know during my time. Uh, you know, I think nowadays the the the, the players are the managers are real coaches that really like to spend 
all their time on you know a lot of time on the pitch, on on the training pitch, and and the attention to detail is is, is there. And I think maybe during my career it wasn't as much attention to detail. <clears throat> and I think we're seeing that now. We're seeing people like Pep Guardiola come into the league, and <clears throat> these guys are coaches. You know, they they're constantly on the training pitch trying to find ways to outcoach the other team, or or to get their their, their team to uh, to buy into their their methods. So uh, you know, I just think things have, have changed a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, so before under under Harry, things were a little bit different. You know, it wasn't so much. <laughs> and, and, no, no, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, I don't think it was a. Uh, for the detriment to the mm. team, so to speak, I just think that that was that was the way that that, that Harry kind of was brought up, and that's th- that how he got the best out of the group of players. You know, you I can see Pavachenko working under Pochettino, for example. No, no, listen, some, some, <laughs> you know, there's certain players that, that wouldn't be able to cope under the yeah. manager now. Well, uh, some of them have been presumably that's why a lot of them have left in in difficult circumstances. Well, yeah, I think that the manager kind of when he when he came in, that was his first first job really yeah. to kind of get rid of the the players that weren't gonna. Sign up for going to play the way that yeah the, the way that he, he he wanted the team to play and you know I think when Harry came in Harry kind of got the group of players to, to to kind of believe in themselves and kind of got the best out of them so they're two different types of managers I'm not saying one's one's better yeah. than the other you know they've just got different kind of uh, skill sets I mean. mm. yeah Fair I mean looking back at your career um, it's, um, what's your sort of memory. You know, if you try and remember going back to what ninety nine, what's your memory of breaking into your into finding that first team under George Graham, um, and obviously your debut at Liverpool. Looking back, you know what what was it like? Because obviously you know you've been at the club for a long time, and getting, that was your that moment. What was that like? To be honest, it's, it's a bit of a blur now. You know? It's <laughs> such a long time ago. I think <clears throat> when when you were kind of in the you're in the moment, and you kind of. You know, you're, you've kind of been working towards making your debut or, or becoming a, a first-team player. Uh, you know, you're just kind of living in the moment. You know, you're training hard, working hard. You know, to, to the to the stage where you get to training with the first team, and then it's about trying your best to impress there. And uh, you know, then you're just hoping that you get a chance to, to, to play on the pitch. And you know, uh, eventually that that comes across or that comes along. And uh, you know. You, you know everyone knows that my debut didn't work out you know it didn't work out as how it worked out in my dreams put it that way you know it was 2-0 up when I come on and we lost 3-2 uh, <laughs> uh, but we did have ten, we did have 10 men at the time but uh, you know and, and as a young player you kind of blame yourself you know you come you're thinking uh, it must have been me you know? do you think uh, that's it you never, never yeah, can see it again oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't think that but you know it kind of does dent your confidence a little bit and then uh you know, it takes a while for you to really fully get comfortable within within playing in the first team. Mm. You know, so uh, and yet the the funny thing is, from a fan's point of view, especially in your position, I think it's one of those positions that you you see players learn over the years, and they seem to get better. Just very occasionally, one comes along, he seems fully formed, and that's what you seemed like because you you seemed really confident and at ease, and and um, you know, you knew your job. Yeah. Well, I think that you know, football was 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 my kind of my thing you know my getaway I was quite a shy lad mm. quiet lad growing up and you know when I got on the pitch it just it felt easy to me that's where I, where yeah. I wanted to be so uh, you know but funny enough I didn't I didn't hardly play at the back I didn't hardly play at the back when I was first right. come through you know they put me a left back they put me in midfield yeah uh, you know it wasn't really until Glenn Hoddle come in and we played three at the back where I started to play as a centre half uh, and it wasn't really until 
2004 or Santini right. where I played in the back four as one of the centre right. halves so you know when I look at the start of my career they kind of put me a bit of everywhere yeah. so it wasn't it took me a while to actually get into a position where one I settled of, in. one of the things that was I mean you were a brilliant defender obviously everyone knows that you know as a defender but you're also a footballing defender do you think playing in those other positions helped you become a footballer as well uh, well I think that that's why they put me in them other positions right. because I was already I was already yeah. yeah already naturally yeah. quite you know a footballer so I think yeah. that I think that when I'm, if I'm honest, George Graham, I don't think he saw me as a good enough defender at a young age okay. to, to play me. Yeah, he had a very heart. clear idea what a defender yeah, should yeah, be. I don't Graham, think it was me. Yeah. It wasn't anything it to wasn't. do with football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't putting my hand up quick enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But obviously, you know, as I say, it, was, it wasn't until I was twenty. When I went to when I went away with England for the un, for the 2004 tournament, I played yeah. it as a centre back. But that season, I'd gone. I was playing midfield mm-hmm. for it, for Tottenham. So it wasn't until they put me in the back four I played, and then I come back to Tottenham and played in the back four, and that was really the start of me kind of developing as a right. class defender. But it, it, as you were coming through before you got in, the, did you yeah. always think you would end up centre? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah. when there was play, I was playing in midfield, I, I never yeah. really thought it was my position. Yeah. You know, I felt I could do a job there, but, I, you yeah. know, I didn't feel 100% comfortable there. What yeah. senior players then, when you sort of broke in that third team, were, in, looking back now, <clears throat> a big help and an influence on, on you? Anyone uh, stands out at all? Well, I think, you. you know, there's, there was many experienced players around when I first started coming through, uh, you know, people like Les, Les Ferdinand, uh, Teddy Sheringham was there, you know, when I was a young player. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that, but I'm not going to say You know, people... people he uh, didn't say it. I'm not saying it, I'm not oh, saying sir, it. So Campbell no, no, is no. what he was going to say. Uh, Chris, people like... Oh. Chris, it was good to finish. People like Chris Armstrong. There was there was yeah. many, there were so many experienced players. Darren Anderson. Yeah. You know players that, that good kind players. of yeah. yeah. But they kind of you know they, I was a a local localish lad. So uh, you know and they could see a bit of potential in me and they could see that I was quite quiet and I think they kind of they like a player that is is quite quiet a young player that is quiet but mm. but goes about his business and tries to yeah. play the game their best. So uh, you know I think they they, 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 all, they all helped me. Yeah, they all yeah. helped me. Stephen Carr, people like that. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, Stephen Carr was a big help. He was someone that came through the youth team as well, so yeah. he knew that. Yeah. He knew what it was about, and yeah, he was a help. Yeah. We're, we're going to try and go through uh, chronologically the season at Spurs, because for most of us, it still feels like yesterday. It's <laughs> a sad thing. So obviously, you know, you, you start in that George Graham team, and then obviously it was near the end of that season, March or something, that Glenn Hoddle took over, and Enoch, who obviously the current owners, took over. And that first full season, we reached the, the League Cup final against uh, Blackburn. Yeah. What were the memories of that team you played? I mean, you've already touched on some of the players. Mm. Um, Hoddle brought in uh, Sheringham, Ziga, Richards, Poye, Brunjacevich. We all remember him. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, well, you didn't mention, I mentioned Sol Campbell left at the same time. Yeah. What was you coming through? What was the belief in the squad there? Because, I mean, there's some cracking players there. Apart from Brunjacevich. <laughs> the Beckham Bear of the Balkans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think... As I said, I think we was, we was playing a back three then, so it was... Uh, Which, again, it was quite ahead of its time. Everyone's playing it now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. fairness to Hoddle, it was quite yeah. forward. Yeah, no, he, he was. I've always said that. he was. Uh, I enjoyed playing under Glenn, and, uh, you know, at the time it was, it was me and, uh, you know, Dean Richards that he brought to the club as well. Mm. You know, uh, rest in peace. Dean. Yeah, good yeah. player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dean Richards and 
Chris Perry, yeah, Perry. Or, another or, good player. You know, Ben Fetcher sometimes yeah. played centre half. So, uh, you know, but I think it was it was it was Glenn's way of trying to get as many kind of attacking players into the formation as he could. You know, so then you could play your you could still play your four up or your five in midfield yeah. and get two strikers as well. Um, it's probably Zeke, was it Zeke? We had Yeah, two great attacking fullbacks. Ziga, yeah, we, yeah, we had Anderton, Poye. Yeah. We had Sh- uh, Sherwood. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sheringham and Les. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we had, Actually, had a really, it sounds like a really good side. Like, yeah, it does, it does. <laughs> Just, it just didn't perform like one, but yeah. it, sounded, it sounded like one on yeah. paper. But. Well, that, I mean, that, that's what I was going to touch upon. So 2002 season, we finished 10th. And then, again, Hoddleball in Robbie Keane, Jamie Redknapp, Asimovic. Uh-huh. Yeah. The brooking of the Bolton. Jonathan, John, uh, Jonathan Blondell came in, was also a big signing. And then the following season, Helder Bastiga came in and, and uh, Freddie Canute. But then a month later, he was sacked. Can you remember at the time, what is it like? Because you said you just said that you enjoy playing under Glenn, and obviously Spurs fans here, you know, Hoddle is still one of the gods. Why, why don't you think results were working out then as a club? Because, I mean, look at some of those players there, some great players. Yeah. Why, why, didn't, why didn't it gel, in your opinion? Um, in my opinion, at the time, we probably had a lot of older, experienced players, uh, and quite a few of them were kind of at that... that you know the last kind of chapter of their career and uh, you know sometimes old players can be stubborn and you know tend to be stuck in their ways and I think that kind of the Glenn at the time found it quite difficult to kind of contain all the the, the kind of egos in the squad the strong egos and the, and the players in the squad uh, you know and I don't think they were so, they were so eye to eye right. so as talented as the squad was and you know you have to, they had their differences and, and it become difficult yeah do you think they had differences with Glenn or with each other, or both? Uh, I think I think it, well, I felt like it was with Glenn at the time. Yeah, you know, I just felt because you know Glenn was still a young manager as well, and yeah. uh, you know he was he was a hell of a, a player as w- even when he was a manager. Yeah. he was still yeah. training. You know, so yeah. I'm not sure a lot of the Sometimes players that didn't go down. Yeah, so well, I'm not right? sure that always went down as well. Yeah. But uh, you know, as, as a young player, I, I loved Glenn. But yeah, somebody that's you know my from. What I saw, some of the older players saw things differently. At that right. Time. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, that season when Glenn left, we, we were finished 14th that season, which was the lowest position since 1998. And then David Pleat came in as a caretaker manager. And then the sort of Enoch revolution, I think, looking back, sort of kicked in. Frank Arneson and Jacques Santini were brought in. And player-wise, I mean, you've played for so many players, it's frightening. But there was a massive overhaul. In came Paul Robinson, Carrick, Defoe, Nabet, who I thought was a great defender with you. No Pamero, Sean Davis, Pedro Mendes, Mido, Eric Edmund, Michael Brown. It's unbelievable. All at once. And all on one pretty, pretty Tuesday, much Tuesday they all came yeah, all on the same day. And then, and then in November, Martin Yol took over. And no one's quite known. The whole Santini saga was fans. We quite don't, don't know what actually happened. What does a player happen? Because I, I, I quite like Santino. We were getting loads of draws. Yeah. But I thought we looked like solid. It's a bit like yeah, Pochettino Solid, now. yeah. We were very difficult to get beaten. Next minute, bang, 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 gong. Yeah. What, what, from a player's point of view, do you know kind of what was going on then? Well, not really, because, uh, you know, obviously, <clears throat> you get the new manager that comes in. And, and at, that, at that period in time, I'm thinking that, you know, this is kind of a good, good chapter in our, in our careers. You know, we've got young a young group of players now. And I felt, you know, this was kind of my time where I'm able to try and push the club forward. I was captain now and, you know, I was playing at the back for the first time and, uh, you know, I started to see 
potential, real potential in, in, in the team and where it could go. And, uh, you know, as you say, we started off the, the season not too, you know, yeah. we was quite stubborn. Yeah. We, we weren't yeah. playing great football, but it was quite difficult. Yeah. And you could kind of see a, you know, where we was going with it. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, just, just one, one was day. Was it a shock? Yeah, it was, it was You a hadn't shock. heard any rumours, no, you didn't seem unhappy. No, no, we, you know, and, and the way it happened, it was just on the, a day before, it was a day before a game and we was going to travel. And then we got called into a room and the, and the next thing, you know, the manager said he's leaving and, and that was that. Because uh, it was a big deal when he came. There was the, the France, there was the World Cup before the yeah. France World well, Cup manager yeah. came to Tottenham. It was a big, big man- manager yeah. signing yeah. for Tottenham, wasn't it? Yeah, because just... France were the best team in the world and we got the manager of France. Yeah. But he would, he'd been quite a recent manager in France and they'd had a very bad Euros, hadn't they, if I remember rightly. Was it the Euros or the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, it was the Euros. Euros. Just before, they had yeah. a terrible one. And then he turns out and you think, oh... Maybe he's not. Yeah. And then they put him in a hotel. Apparently, yeah. well, I think that he's, they didn't like. I, I think that his his English was, wasn't very yeah. great. And I think, probably, I think he found it. Not if he was homesick or what. He just yeah. found it. He just found it very difficult. And mm. uh, at that time, Martin Joel was already at the club because yeah, the, he's brought he, in as his coach, wasn't he? Yeah, Martin Joel. He seemed more suited to the job, didn't yeah. he? He he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, and I don't know. If, uh, looking back, Santini maybe felt that Martin was kind of undermining him with right. his job because they kind of had different right. they saw the game differently and, yeah uh, and they'd been thrown together they, they weren't mates together, anything, so they, yeah. I don't know if that was something to do with it but obviously Martin well, as a coach I mean as a coach there was, was sort of Martin sort of closer arm around the players more than Santini was maybe maybe d- didn't like that kind of relationship yeah yeah maybe because uh, as I say Martin spoke obviously spoke English yeah. and Santini struggled a little bit with English so uh, you know it's quite, it can be, you know, I can imagine it could be quite a difficult mm. situation and uh uh, yeah, and you know, as I say, not that the, pl- the players had any problems with with the manager Santini, but uh, you know, you could see that they enjoyed Martin as well. Yeah, uh-huh. and then with Martin, Martin, that seemed to be like he's the first one to bring the the, the team up to a new level because, of course, he was the first one to get us into the top five, get us back into Europe regularly, and all yeah. that. And did it feel like you'd moved up a level with him? Yeah, well, as I say, I felt that for the first time we kind of had a, a group of young players that could kind of take the club. Yeah. take the club forward and and yeah that, that was definitely under Martin I felt, I felt that way as well and uh, you know I think that he, he was a very passionate man yeah uh, you know he uh, you know he was, he was I don't want to say he, was, he wasn't scary but you know you could, you could tell that if you upset him then yeah. you know he was, 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 was going to be bug. trouble yeah yeah he was going to be trouble so uh, yeah, he, was, he was great fun to, to, to be around and, and yeah. to play with and I think he, play, he played a big part in the club kind of Kind of closing that gap on on the top four, and uh, you know it was great. It was, it was great fun to play under him. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, the next season, two thousand and five. Um, after this uh, quick message from our sponsor, give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call o two o three eight one seven four double eight zero or visit livingstone tech dot com to find out how. And we're back. For those at home, see? Mm-hmm. See, you've really seen the nuts and bolts here, aren't you? Yeah, that is you're really seeing, you're seeing that the magic sick. in front of your very eyes. Mm. Okay, here we are. So 2005-2006, we had another player clear out. And in came Edgar Davids, Tom Huddleston, Timo Tanio, Paul Stalteri, Danny Murphy, Aaron Lennon, Wayne Routledge, Hossan Ghali, Lee Young-Pyo, Gregor Raziak. 
<laughs> Amazing, these players. Been... Hold on. Now, now we moan when we just signed two players in close season. <laughs> Look at the amount of players that are coming in there. It's unbelievable what was going on. And we and, and talk about we, we, we sort of moan on the show about the cups at the moment. Pochettino not taking the cups seriously. We went out early to Grimsby and Leicester with the domestic cups, but well, we all uh, yeah. remember those. But we obviously had a you know Spurs fans as players. We had a, a great league run. And we came to what is now known as Lasagna Gate. And I remember, fun enough, <laughs> with a lot of Spurs fans, I was at a hotel in um, somewhere in the city. You, you didn't have the lasagna. I was in a hotel in the city, and the Arsenal players were there, because it was the same uh. day as Arsenal were playing their last game at Highbury. Yeah. And all the Arsenal players were also in this hotel, Canary Wharf. And it came through on the radio. I mean, yeah, text. I remember it. We all you, remember it was, where we were. It was with yeah. smartphones. Yeah. Good. Game's off, game's off, yeah. game's off. And I, I'd had a few, and I went up to Arsenal. <laughs> only ten in the morning. Spurs games being called off has been replayed, and he was, he was furious. Even Pat Rice like, "What? What do you mean it's called off? What do you mean called off?" And to this day, who was, who was on the FA board? Who was an Arsenal? Dean, David yeah, Dean. Yeah. Was yeah. On the F- yeah. To this day, I mean, you think think night now? How many players? Well, you'll know how many players were sick. They would be, of course, they can't play. I mean, what? What was it like as players? What was it going on? I mean, well, to, to be honest. Uh, I remember because I wasn't playing at the time, yeah. and uh, I remember arranging with uh, Jermaine Genus, who, who was injured as well, and Paul Stalteri that we was going to meet up at the, the training ground, right. and we was going to travel uh, to West Ham to watch to watch the game. And uh, you know, when we got to the training ground, uh, I can't remember who said it, but someone said, "Did you hear about the players not being well?" So uh, you know, it wasn't until we got to the changing room. West Ham, where we really saw how sick they really was, because you know the players had no life in them. They, you know, I can't imagine how they even played the game. You know, walked in the change room, it just had no atmosphere in it whatsoever. Mm. Uh, you know, considering it was a, it was a big game, massive game. <laughs> a massive game for the for the club. So, uh, you know, it's really it was really sad that the players didn't get a chance to really yeah. have a proper go at it. But uh, but at the same time, I, I'm sure I heard that it wasn't the lasagna after the, no, like, years mean, later. But uh, it's never come out. But, but it's not it was the it was, water you know, the, the team bought with yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not sure. Out, you know, I'm not sure if it's a bug or bug or whatever. No, but the no players, virus. But there's, there's no I mean, doubt there was a wheel. Yeah. I don't know what the players think after something like that. But yeah. I mean, we've all been watching football a hell of a long time, mm. and that game, if one thing happened, i.e., if Spurs win, Arsenal are out of the Champions League, and Arsenal's entire existence and their business plan hinges on it all the years I've been watching football in a game a big game like that I can't remember any other example the only other example I even vaguely remember was there was an England game in the 1970 World Cup where the galloping shots struck but I think I don't know I don't know if the players think like me but it seems like a bit bit of a coincidence you know what I mean I've always been absolutely yeah, yeah. convinced that, yeah, let's, that let's, let's you love let's, let's stick with that one. Yeah. You, you I, love I, I see, I, but I'm not even. People think I'm joking. I'm not. We joking. did. We did uh, land on the moon. You know that, Theo. We did. Yeah. No, I believe right. we landed on the moon. When you say yeah. we, <laughs> personally, yeah. Yeah. No, no, to be uh, to be honest, I think the game should have been cancelled. Of course, uh, it should, yeah. have, been, it should have been yeah, cancelled. Yeah. We should have been able to play the game Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Of course. You know, I don't know how we. I don't even know how we managed to, to get enough players to, to, yeah. to play I, I because went, that's how I bad people, people yeah, were. I was there yeah. and I watched them and, and you know, you say you don't know how. I think it's a massive uh, tribute to them that they got out and yeah, actually played a game yeah, of football. Yeah, they didn't even get beaten very soundly. No, no. I'm no. saying, imagine feeling, you know, as, uh, when I mean they looked ill, they looked really ill. Yeah. You, you know, everyone knows what it's like when you're... When you're yeah, absolutely. You're, it's the worst no, feeling in the world. Imagine going to bed. play yeah. a game, yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Anyway, I mean, despite the disappointment, I think to a lot of fans, we all noticed there was a real shift now 
it may be the mentality of, 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 of the team. You know, it's really, you know, there's real belief came back to the terraces. What, what do you think? I mean, as you mentioned before, you were now captain the side. What about that side now for you really started clicking as opposed to previous teams well, yeah, in the league? Why, why do you think that team's in the league started yeah. clicking? Well, well sort of after that whole West Ham. I mean, you know, we finished oh. fifth, uh-huh. you know. We had a good season. No, as I say, I just think it was a group of players that were in a, a good age and yeah. were able to kind of develop. Uh, you know, we obviously had a, a bit of stability at the time. We felt like Martin could kind of t- take us on and take us forward. Uh, you know, but it's, it's just never easy when, you, when you've got so many <laughs> players coming in every year. It's... It's difficult, but we, as I say, we we had a good team spirit about us. We had a good group of lads, you know, people like Robbie, uh, you know, who 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 were great, you know, that come at the, come to the club at a young age and wanted to take it forward like I did. And uh, you know, we just had a, some younger players that, that were at the right age and 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 really coming into their coming coming into their own and uh, maturing. What so. was Edgar Davids like on the training field? Yeah, Edgar, Edgar, Edgar was great to have. You know, I think that the first day. I met him, he was in the canteen after, after training uh, and uh, he asked me, can we win? You know, first thing he said to me, can we win anything? And I said, yeah, of course we can. <laughs> of course we can, you know. So, uh, Good question. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the first thing. That's Straight all he to the to point. That's all he wanted Why to know. Why am I here? Yeah. Ledley, he's the man who'll <laughs> know, I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they must have probably you should have said, said no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they promised him, but yeah, I just said, yeah, no, of course. Listen, I was, of course, I I believe that we could win, we could win things as well. So I said, yeah, you know, of course we can. And and Edgar said, good. And and to be honest, that's the kind of mentality he brought to the squad at that age because he was such an experienced player. You know, he'd he'd been been around the world, won, you know, loads of trophies, and you know, we didn't have anyone that really won anything in our in our dressing room. So. uh, you know, it was great to have him around. He was, you know, he, although he was a little bit past it in terms of his best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he br- he brought a mentality. Great mentality. Yeah. yeah. He brought he brought the mentality into the into the changing room, yeah. and and he brought a hunger, uh, a work ethic. You know, people don't realise that he he worked. You know, worked really hard on the training pitch. He worked with young players as well. You know, after he'd, he'd spend some time trying to develop their game. Uh, and, and I just loved being in the tunnel when other players were, you know, looking at him when we, when we, when we lined yeah. up, you know. They were thinking, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, that, said good yeah, that's, that's what it was yeah. like. And, you know, he, had, he yeah. kind of had that, yeah. that kind of... Uh, Klinsman-esque presence yeah, about yeah. him. And then, he, yeah. you know, he'd go on the pitch and he would go in on a crunching 50-50 yeah. and, and we loved it, you know. Yeah. We felt like that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's our man there, Edgar, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and uh, he kind of brought that to you. We kind of yeah. brought that with us. So, but in 2006, the highlight for us as fans was probably that game. It was one of the great highlights of the last 20 years, the game where we finally beat Chelsea in that, that epic game, the 2-1 win, you know. Yeah. Uh, Lennon's winner and all that. And, but, of course, John Terry gets sent off. Yeah. I'm sure you've been asked this many times. I don't remember seeing you lose your temper on the pitch ever because one of your hallmarks, you're probably thinking you weren't looking very carefully, but I don't remember you losing it with many players because one of your many hallmarks, you know, footballer, Mm. consummate defender, Mm. but kind of Bobby Moore, kind of cool, ice cool, but you lost your temper with him that day. Really? I mean, you had to be restrained. I remember how striking it was to see you. It wasn't wasn't that bad, I don't think. No, I don't think you... I've seen worse, but for you, by your standards, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, by, by my standards, standards yeah. it was, it was so horrific. So what, what made you so angry? T- to be honest, I was just pumped up for the game. I was pumped up for... 
No, no, no. Everyone, everyone says, what did you say? I've said it many, many times. If, if, I, if he would have said anything, I would have, I would have said by now, uh, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not just hiding behind anything. Yeah. This is what happened, right? I'm marking him for a corner. Right? We're tussling. I've shepherded it out. It's gone out of play. Yeah. He's dragged me on the ground. I'm pumped up. That's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's all it is. So I've jumped, I've jumped up and kind of uh, yeah. got in his chest a little bit. And then he's on his way out. He's kind of barged past Asuakoto. Right. He's barged past Asuakoto on the way. And uh, the other two French players, I think it was Zakora and Chimbonda, maybe because the they're French speaking yeah. guys. Uh, yeah. They've reacted to that. And to this day, across my heart, I do not want know why he actually got sent off because I've spoke to the other guys and we've said, did you hear anything? Did he say anything? Did it? Yeah. No one ever heard him say a word. So you'd have to ask the referee why he actually got the, sent off. And but the, re- the reason I jumped up was because he... You were in a tussle Just because like he, he tussled, yeah, yeah. He tussled yeah. with me. Yeah. Uh, and then he, yeah. It was, he, as he walked away, he's barged us to a cotto. Yeah. And that's when he got sent off. So I don't know what... The ref you know, said he, he sent, I, th- I think, he said he sent him off for, for grappling you and wrestling you to the ground. To be honest, he'd that, already that, had a yellow, but right? But that was, I don't know. But I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. so there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red card well, defence. That's yeah. right. Listen, the story, would, I'm sure, for, you, for everyone would be a lot better if, he, yeah. <laughs> if, if, I, if I said that. Yeah, he, yeah. He said, you know, but... Yeah. No, it's good to clear it up. You can't make something like that up. And, and to be honest, I would have been a lot, a lot angrier if, yeah. if that's what did yeah. happen, you know. Yeah. But actually, it was just he dragged me on the, pit, on the floor and I jumped would, up. Would and, you say, as a conclusion to this story, he's a lovely guy? <laughs> I wouldn't go, go that far. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the following season, um, we had the arrival of Berbatov, Malbronk, Zakora, Kotto, Chimbonda. We ended up a distant fifth to Arsenal, and that's when you, well, as fans, we thought you suffered your first bad injury in that that period. What that presumably was 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 was. The, was I'm, the trying, I'm trying to keep up to date now because yeah. I'm just keep hearing so many players. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. Where, 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 yeah, no, where are we now? It's, it's the Mal Bronk era. <laughs> so it would have been the 2006. Yeah. 2006. After we just. You know what? Under, under. Yeah, when we, when we had Martin, I started to kind of my knee started to play. Play up a little bit. I used to start missing the old training session here or was there. Like nickel? What was the yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, I think I was just pl- I was playing for a while with. I needed an operation, and I just right. kind of played. Just kept playing. And, what, and did the, 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 they, the medical staff said, "Do you need that?" You a bit like. Mm, well, well mm. it was kind of. I had uh, the cartilage problems yeah. in my knee, but I, I could still play. So yeah. I just kept playing, uh, and I think I kind of made it a lot, a lot worse. So by the time I did need an operation, it was a lot a bigger. It was a much right. bigger operation than I needed. So, uh, you know, I think around this point period, my knees started to play up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't until after mine had left where I had the big yeah. operation. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that season, though, we, we yeah. you know we talk about moaning about not being the Champions League. That was the yeah. first season we got back into Europe and uh, the UEFA Cup. Uh, first time we've been in Europe for many many years, and we went all the way to the quarterfinals that season um, what was your memory of the sort of you know as a player first taste of being in Europe yeah it was great I mean I did have a, an experience of uh, you know when we, under, my, under George Graham oh the Kaiserslautern yeah. Steve, yeah, Steve yeah, Curran yeah, yeah. last goal. minute own goal yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so uh, 
So yeah, it was a long, long time yeah, coming long time, to, to yeah. get to get back into yeah uh, into Europe. So yeah, it was great. It was you know as a player, you always want to test yourselves mm. against against some of the best players around and different opposition. You know, different styles of football. So uh, you know, it's great to be able to take your team, your club team. You know, to play against some other big names around the world and kind of test yourself and see where you are. Yeah, fair enough. So then, of course, the next season, not a great start, and Martin Joel gets sacked during a game when it seems the whole place knows he's been sacked apart from him. What was your memory of that and that that sequence of events? It was quite controversial at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was strange. It was a strange one again. Uh, you know, obviously, I wasn't playing in the game. I wasn't yeah. playing in the game, so uh, you know. I just remember being being behind the bench and kind of hearing someone text me said that your manager's been sacked. <laughs> we all get through the same text, so yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. That's where the Wi-Fi works at Tottenham, but you know, it was all a bit like what? But that, I mean, you're sitting actually yeah. on the bench, yeah, behind, yeah. The, behind the bench, behind yeah. the manager, and you're seeing this text. What are you thinking? This is a weird. It's a wind-up, or yeah, I didn't really understand it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you know, obviously kind of go in at half time and uh, you know I think I told a few I said to a few people what's, you know, what's, you know, yeah. what's, what's this all about yeah. uh, and of course someone's to text me uh, but it was just a funny atmosphere that day yeah, you know and then, and then I went back we went back out the team went back out in the second half they played and it seemed like the fans knew something yeah. you know I'm just sitting there and they could, you could sense that maybe Martin was the only one who didn't know something yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was just, it was a strange atmosphere and then after the game he's come in and said that he he went in his room for a while, come out 10, 15 minutes later and said that he's leaving and, and, that, and that was that really. So, uh, you know, sad, sad to see him go. There's nothing, it was strange because he just felt helpless as a player. Uh, you know, nothing you can really do or, yeah. or say out of your hands at, at that, that point to, to help him. And, uh, How did know. he improve you as a player, Martin, yeah? looking back? Uh, I think that he, he kind of, he just, he had a belief in me. He had a belief in me that, that allowed me to kind of believe that you know I could I could be the, the best I could be. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say there was any real anything so so to so nothing to speak. technical nothing, or anything. I wouldn't like say it. there was anything too technical, but it's just the kind of belief and the way he kind of treated me as a as a as a man. And <clears throat> you know, it was under him I started to develop, to develop. You know, uh, you know, start really getting confident in my role. You know, in, in trying to lead the team. Uh, you know, it was easy to talk to. We'd, we'd, we'd sit down and talk and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, obviously got big, big. He plays a big part in me in my development, kind of uh, around that time. Yeah. Mm. So Harry comes in. Uh, did you know him? No, he didn't come in. Did. Oh, hold on, you missed, you missed, you missed, I missed one out. Yeah, yeah. I'm more confused than you are. Yeah. One, day one day, one day, the great one day who actually won a trophy, and that was the end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what was one day he couldn't speak any English either? Yeah, he couldn't speak English. <laughs> no. And uh, that was a strange episode, wasn't it? Because of course he was um, hopeless, but he won a but he won a trophy. That was a great yeah. day out. That was a yeah, great yeah. day out. Another yeah. Chelsea vanquishing day. Yeah. Well, I think that we we played them in the, uh, Seville, didn't we? Played against the uh, yeah. Ramos' team. Yeah, and, in the and, Levy, and, I and think they knocked Spurs out. So Levy yeah, thinks they, we'll have him yeah, same well, way as he did. Well, with, I think uh, that he was. You know, he's the goalkeeper he, from PSV. Yeah, I think his reputation at the time was good. He was one of the best yeah. managers around. And, and to be honest, when he was coming in, I was quite, you know, I was looking forward to him coming in. Yeah. Uh, you know, a yeah. chance to work with a, a, yeah, a top someone class, new, different ideas. Yeah, a top class uh, manager. And, 
You know, I would say that the first the first thing he did was just told everyone that they got to lose weight as soon as he come in. Oh really? Yeah. That was his first. No catch. No chips. That was his first trick. Yeah. Just everyone had to lose weight. So yeah, it kind of he kind of rubbed up rubbed people up the wrong way with his approach, I think, right. to things. Uh, There's a cultural thing or, or... I don't know, I don't know, you know, he just... My, my, you know, during Easter, when I'm playing, my body, my body fat was 7%, around 7%, so, you know, there wasn't much weight... To lose? Needed, yeah, that I needed to lose, but he just kind of... Everyone had to lose weight, and that was that, you know. It, just, it was almost <laughs> like he just come in and thought that... Yeah. We're just fat, you know, yeah, just yeah. without, without <laughs> even looking at yeah. us, you yeah. know, just, yeah, yeah. just, yeah. just yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was his one secret. Yeah, yeah. What I do is I go in, I just put everyone on a diet. Yeah, everyone on a diet. I become a top manager just doing that. There was one, actually, there was only one player that didn't have to lose weight. Who was that? Can any, you can, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine, Jermaine Genus was the only Genus. one he said that Genus, doesn't have right. to, he didn't have to lose weight. Uh, but yeah, I mean. He said that Seville, the Seville team, were 100 kg for, for, for the whole, for 20, say 21 players. We were 100 kg more for our 21 players. <laughs> but you know, it's, everyone's That's different, and, and, and you know, the Premier League is a lot more physical. Yeah, and, that sounds. You like know, we had, but to be fair, we did have Paul Robinson, Mido, yeah. and, <laughs> and a uh, few players. So, so maybe, maybe. Fair enough. Maybe. But I mean. Let's talk about that League Cup run because obviously there was the, the brilliant semi-final. We were there, the semi-final and, and the yeah. final. What was your memories of, of that, that run and thinking, this is it, we're, we're, we're going to finally do Because again, we were underdogs with the semi-final and the final. Yeah. I think that at this point, we had really, we had a lot of trust in, our, in the manager because he was a, you know, he'd won things before. Yeah. And he'd, you know, he showed that he was really good, especially in cup competitions. Mm. So, you know, I remember playing the first leg at, at the Emirates and, uh, you know, playing, playing quite well, really. Yeah. And, and we got the, we no got the draw, didn't we? We came away yeah. with a 1-1 one, yeah. one draw. Yeah, and in fact, could have won, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember coming back really confident we was going to beat them at yeah. home. Uh, you know, when we really tr- trained towards, uh, you know, beating them. And that's where the manager was really good. I, think, I felt that once, when he knew, it, he knew the big teams well, you know all the big teams well and we prepared well for them I think our downfall was against the lesser teams right yeah. we didn't really have the same preparation I think he maybe just thought we could go and just beat them turn it's up like, and beat like them like you can in Spain yeah and, yeah. and, and yeah. that wasn't the case so yeah. you know I just felt against well with Ramos that you know our attention to detail for the big teams was, was good yeah and uh, you know we, we proved that obviously for the second leg yeah yeah what a night that was yeah, it was, un- it was unbelievable. It's one of them magic nights where everything, you know, Clicked. everything just goes. It's yeah. the same as uh, 2001 when we, be- when we beat Chelsea 5 1 yeah. you know, at home. It was just yeah. one of them nights where, yeah. you know, no one's stopping us. It's under yeah. the floodlights. It's yeah. just, it's just, it was just uh, magical. And, uh, you know, we just, we just battered them from start to finish, really. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was just, you know, it was a great feeling to have reached a final. Uh, you know, this team that was kind of. Trying to be, you've been building, you know, a lot of players coming, a lot of players going, but yeah. you, you know, yeah. for people like myself and Robbie, uh, to have been like kind of the the main people within that team yeah. to have finally reach the final, yeah, no, it felt great, yeah. And what, what was your maybe that final, the game we went in as, as underdogs? Obviously, Avron Grant was the manager there, but they'd yeah. obviously just lift the titan and stuff. Yeah. You obviously went in there with a lot of, lot of belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, uh, just really looking forward to it. I didn't. I, you know, I remember not playing between the semi-final and the final, so 
you know, it was probably about a month or so where mm. I, I hadn't played. So, you know, I had to try to make sure that I was able to play first and foremost, mm. you know. Uh, and then, you know, you, you're kind of worrying about your, yourself and, and, you, and making sure that your performance is, you know, you can give a performance that, yeah. that's worthy. And, and around that time, we brought Wood, Woodgate to the club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't have a chance to play with him up until the, the first game. Oh, the final and in the final was our first game to be, we had Hutton as well I'd never played with mm. uh, and I think we had Chimbo, I think Chimbonda played left yeah. back that game so uh, mm. you know probably not ideal to be going no in. it's amazing <laughs> when you think that. Final, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember that yeah. but when you think of that because yeah. the team played so well I mean yeah, right yeah. through it didn't but they? To, be, yeah. to be honest we just we just clicked and you know I think myself and, and Jonathan Woodgate we were I think we're twenty twenty seven or so. Yeah, so we kind of we'd yeah. been we've been around the block a little yeah. bit, and we kind of understood yeah. understood our games, and you we just kind of it. we made it easy for ourselves, you know, uh, uh, just through through experience, and and uh, you know Hutton at that time was he was good was a right back that was really yeah. highly regarded, you yeah. know, his energy up and down, and yeah. uh, you know it was just again it was one of them them great days. I just remember driving to the to the Wembley and just it just felt like it was our home ground yeah. you know it felt, mm. everywhere I looked it was just you know Spurs and uh, you know when we got into the stadium it just felt like we had so many more fans at the end of the day yeah. and uh, you know they, we could just feel that every, it felt like everyone wanted us to win at the yeah. stadium yeah. you know and and uh, you know it was just a great a great great day you know we yeah. obviously went went behind to them and uh, yeah. you know at half time we're thinking oh no because this, this team is a tough team to come yeah, back against team, you know yeah. a real tough team but we you know we kept believing we kept kept uh, kind of kept going because we played well in the first half to be yeah. going in behind and uh, you know we eventually got our reward with with the penalty yeah. mm. and, uh, and when Berbatov put that away then we really we really started to believe that we, you know it's going to be our day mm. because up until you kind of get a goal yeah, yeah. You, you're always wondering you you know? know you're yeah. just wondering can, is it going to go in today is it going to go in today but I think once we got our penalty and we scored that uh, you know, I think everyone started to believe, and and you know, it was, it was obviously a great, great, great feeling when Woody got his uh, when it bounced in off Woody's face. I mean, after that, after you lifted the trophy, we then the rest of the season we went on quite a poor run, mm. and then beginning the next season we started badly, and obviously one day Ramos was sacked, yeah. and then Harry came in. Um, again, the team changed. We uh, brought in um, Modric, Dos Santos, Bentley, Gomez, Choluca, Palacios, Pavlichenko. But why do you think it really then really clicked under Harry as, as a team? Huh? I think Harry understood, understood what it was all about. You know, he understood the Premier League. Uh, you know, he just simplified things, really. Mm. You know, he made things, things easy. He played players in their positions and you know he didn't as I say he didn't complicate it all that uh, stuff about go out there run around a bit and score a goal that's that sort of simplification I think Harry had a great eye for, ta- for talent for, yeah. for players you know for, yeah. you know when he was bringing a, a player in yeah uh, you know the player was coming to make a, a difference to, yeah. to the team yeah uh, you know, so f- f- when I say it was common sense and simplified things, I started playing in the league games because I was playing in the cup games under Ramos right uh, you know because I couldn't play Every right then I couldn't play every week so Ramos was playing me in the Cups instead of the league so Harry brought me back into the league uh, you know we, 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 we just we just clicked it was mm. from, from the moment he came in mm. the first game yeah you know we won the first game yeah and uh, you know before that we'd not won in was it yeah. nine or something yeah yeah 
So uh, two points for me. Yeah, this got is two points for Nate. Yeah. So you know, it just shows. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes it's psychological when yeah. things are, uh, are mental because the, Harry's first game, he done nothing other than just pick the team that for that for that first game. Yeah, and but we and we made the, and we and you know all of a sudden we was playing like we was, was it Bolton? Yeah, Bolton. Yeah, the Bolton yeah, game, yeah I went, you know, I my little girls so, uh, first game. But that was the Arsenal game, was it? The four all was the next one, was it? The was next one on, was the four all draw at Arsenal. Yeah, it was yeah, an yeah. absolutely epic game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bentley's yeah, yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah unbelievable. Tell us what, can you tell us about the mystery of David Bentley? Yeah. Such a gifted player. That goal, one of the great goals in any derby. Oh, it was an unbelievable what goal. Happened? Is oh. it true that he basically got his massive contract and he thought, I do like playing football, but I prefer DJing and they're going to pay me this money for the next three years, whatever I do. I don't, I don't think it was as simple as that with David. I think that he, when, when he started playing football, it was because he loved it. He loved, right. just, he loved playing football. He loved, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say the freedom, but just being able to express himself. Yeah. And I think that as he got older, you know, the game probably got a little bit more scrutinised. Uh, and I don't think he liked that side of it. Mm. You know, and I think that uh, he kind of... I don't, know, I, was, I don't think it was anything to do with money. You know, I just think that he just kind of... Fell, fell out, out of love. love. Fell out of love with football, you know, mm. and it's sad because he, he was talented. And, you know, he had a difficult period when he, when he, when he joined the club. Uh, you know, if it had things have been different for him and he hit the ground running, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, things would have been mm. things would have been different, but you know he was kind of. I think you know when he when he scored that goal mm. against Arsenal. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he was in how how, how long was he in the team for around that time. I'm not sure, but I always felt yeah. like he'd never really established no, uh, a proper place in the team. No. Uh, yeah. You know, and he seemed to always be fighting. And sometimes some you know some f- certain fits don't don't fit fit you, and it mm. didn't really happen at Tottenham for him. And, no, but, but he fizzled out altogether yeah, at the end he, of his he re- career yeah, and he, he seemed like such a talent he just, he just retired yeah and I think that was just because unusual that he, yeah he fell out of love and I think he was someone who didn't like to be told what to what do what to do yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah but yeah. he was a good lad and he was, he was talented yeah. and I was, you know, I'm certain sad to see that he, you know when he did give it up yeah. was, what's he doing now uh, I think he's got a, a restaurant a couple of restaurants and bars and that in, uh, in Spain somewhere but uh yeah, no, I've, I've I bumped into him a couple of times since uh, mm. since since I retired, and yeah, no, he seems to be happy. But uh, you know, it's obviously a shame that he gave it up. So, so. yeah, yeah. Um, the next season, sort of how his full season, two thousand nine to ten, was a great season that finally saw us break into the top four. Uh, again, new players came in: Norton, Walker, Crouch, Cranshaw, a song, Kabul came in. Uh, we obviously lost the semi final FA Cup to Portsmouth. It was all it was fans I'm coming out of that ground. It was all doom and gloom. We looked defeated. We've got Arsenal coming up, Chelsea coming up, Man City. We then had that amazing end of run to the season with some extraordinary performances. What was your memory then of that, that period, especially after that disappointing uh, game against Portsmouth? Yeah, How did yeah. you sort of pick yourselves up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was injured against Portsmouth. I missed yeah, the game. Yeah. So there's, there's a, Th- thankfully. Su- surprise, surprise, I was injured again. So... <laughs> You know, it was, it was horrible watching yeah, that game horrible. and thinking, you know, what, what an opportunity, yeah. you know. And uh, I don't think we like being favourites in, 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 you know, in finals or semi-finals. I yeah. don't think we do, we, we do too well when it's like that. But uh, you know, there was there was no time to uh, to dwell. You know, we had a t- tough fixtures mm. c- coming up, and uh, you know, from from my point of view, it was just to try and get get back 
back playing uh, as soon as possible and try to to play some of these these big important games. Uh, and you know that, that that was my aim to do that. And yeah, the games they come uh, fast, and we kind of got in a roll, mm. and uh, you know we got a bit of momentum from the games, and uh, you know that, that's what kind of helped us and carried us over the line really, because then we had the belief that we could go to somewhere like Man City, uh, you know, towards the end of the season and, and go and get a result. I was with you that night. I remember. Yeah, well, we were, we were making a Where were you? Yeah. we were yeah, making an advert together, yeah. and I delayed the shoot till ten o'clock so we could watch the game. <laughs> we went absolutely radio rental, didn't we? Yeah, certainly did. What yeah. a night that was! Yeah. Uh, the Champions League season uh, again saw more players: Sandro, William Gallus, Van Avart came in, and probably the emergence then of the world on the world stage of Gareth Bell. What were your memories of that great run in the Champions League, which was just? I mean, everyone here remembers some of those games so fondly. Well, I was injured for quite a lot of it. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think obviously, go back to the start of it when we had the young boys. Uh, we played the first yes. first oh, game yeah. and well, that plastic pitch. Yeah, and the first plastic pitch, and there was quite a few. Quite a few of us couldn't play on that plastic yeah. pitch, so uh, you know some of us didn't travel for that game because of the pitch. And then you know you, you come back thinking, oh no, you know. Do you watch those games when you don't travel? Do you like meet up someone's house, watch it together, or do you like watch it separately, text each other, or do you like meet up as players injured or not yeah? So, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you'll meet up. Sometimes you'll uh, you'll, just, you'll watch it at home or, or whatever. But yeah, you know the feeling was that you know we. <coughs> At one stage in the game, we're thinking we've blown it. We worked so hard for All this, and, and we've blown it, you know. Uh, but we was able to pull it back towards yeah. the end, the end yeah. of the game, and uh, you know we come, we got to a position where I thought, okay, you know, in the second leg, we can we can we can turn this around for sure, and yeah. and we was able to do so. And then uh, you know, playing in the Champions League was was great. You know, I think that that's where someone like the world set up and took notice yeah. of Gareth you know he arrived yeah. on the world scene you know mm. I think we all knew at Tottenham what he, what he was doing and, and in the yeah. Premier League but uh, you know what he done to uh, the to, 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 yeah, poor the old Mike on. to Mike on bo- bo- yeah. both times uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know I think it was just a great experience and I think that we gained a lot of uh, confidence from, from that run being able to go and play against some of the big teams that, mm. that, that we played against mm. I mean we've got to sort of wind up in a minute I mean you talked about being injured and all that. How, how did you, not just physically, mentally, how did you sort of manage to manage the, the injury you had for so long? I mean, it was, you know, long time that you still, I mean, there was times you, you couldn't train, you're just showing up and playing the match games. What was that like to sort of deal with for well, so long? I wasn't just showing up. I was, I was at the training ground every day. I'm sure, but you weren't flying into tackles. And, and, and you, you no, no, could. I mean, I was, you know, my... my Basically, my week was so we played on a on a Sunday. Uh, I'd try and go back out on the Saturday before the because it would take my take my knee days to swell down right. uh, to get the swelling down. Uh, you know, if I could train the day before the game, then that was then I'd do that. Sometimes I couldn't. Sometimes I'd just go and play the game the next day. Uh, on the, on, the, on the Sunday and that, and that was it really you know I was in doing I was doing work throughout the week trying to get the swelling down I was in the swimming pool I was I was doing things in the gym uh, but yeah basically I couldn't train on the training pitch 
So, uh, so your your basic fitness was was your cardio fitness was being taken care of by by things like swimming and and work on machines and stuff, was it? Uh, or is no, he? No, because I, I, when I say swimming, I can't even swim really. Right. So, uh, right. <laughs> It's not really, it wasn't really swimming. I was just talking paddle. I was just in the pool, pool jogging and right. stretching and doing all right. that kind of stuff. So right. my, my cardio was probably I don't know, if 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 you could measure it, it's probably fifty percent of my, you know, really? what it should have been. So but that's why know, Harry Redknapp said it was like a miracle. Yeah. Because basically nobody turns up at that level, Premier League, uh, without being fully, you know, trained and plays brilliantly well you know plays you know better than all the other it's an incredible thing the only other player who did it famously was Paul McGrath who was in the same position and had the same similar problem right and he was famous for the same thing he just could only play the game then spent a week recovering yeah I think I think when it's you know the way I just simplified it was that it's I had to you know things get in your head and mess about if you start thinking that you can't and you're not fit you know then I had no chance I had to convince myself that I was playing football at the end of yeah. the day. It didn't matter about my fitness. Yeah. It didn't matter. Obviously, it does, but mm. you know, I wouldn't tell kids this now. Don't worry about your fitness. And no, so, no. <laughs> don't worry no. about that. Yeah, you'll be fine. But I had to, I had to yeah. tell myself that, you know, yeah. don't worry about this. this. This is football. It's not athletics. Yeah. We're not doing 800 meters there. So, but you know, I mean, I know how to play football. Just hard, play football. Yeah, but hardly anyone could have done that. I remember, you know, when uh, Leds Ferdinand said, uh, Why are Lane on the pitch? And he said to us, It. It was, he said, you know, Ledley's been unfortunate because he's an unbelievable player, but he's been very unfortunate with injuries. But there's always a silver lining to everything. And in fact, if he'd stayed 100% fit throughout, let's be honest, he probably would have played for Real Madrid. So, you know, he has, he has at least... I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, touch on it. Look, I mean, looking back on your career, Lindley, you've been there so long. What, what does, what does, what does the club and, 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 and Tottenham Hotspur mean to you? Now you, now you're, you know, you're not playing now, but you're still working in the club. What does the club mean meaning to you? I think that you know, I've, grown, I've, you know, joined the club as a 14 year old and kind of, you know, worked my way through the, you know, as, as a player and, you know, and now, now come out of that and I'm an ambassador now. So, uh, you know, the club's. You know, been an, such an important part of my life for over 20 years. So, you know, I just have an amazing relationship with the fans. Uh, you know, from when I look at it from my debut, uh, you know, they were singing my name from from, my, from the start, really. Uh, you know, regardless of whether I've, I'd not even done anything really at that mm. stage. So, uh, you know, they're still singing my name, and and they are, they still are now. So, uh, you know, it's just an amazing relationship. I guess you know, such great appreciation for the fans and. The support that I've had throughout throughout my years, you know, when I was when I was injured, and uh, any time I was on the pitch, you know, the, the, it was them who kind of kept me going because mm. because I'd loved that feeling of of uh, you know hearing the fans, mm. uh, you know. So that, 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 they're, they're, yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you, thanks, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, show your appreciation, Ledley King. Thank you, thank you.
If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.